What it do, what it do, what it do. It is your boy, Andrew Schultz, a.k.a. Mr. Goody Two Shoes, host of Talk Shit or Get Off the Pie, coming with mini episode, episode lucky, number 13. Welcome, motherfucker. Welcome, everybody, to episode 13. It is your boy, Andrew, as you just were told on the intro. Now, you might notice that the super producer is absent. He's got some things going on. So, we decided I'd drop you a little mini episode just so we get the content going. Now, we were going to touch on this uh, previous episode. Didn't. Because uh, apparently the Met Gala and AOC's dress was like, uh, you know, a little, uh, it was a little too hot for us not to, uh, to roast her ass on. But, topic today, why so many millennials are obsessed with dogs. Now the uh, subtitle to this article that we found on The Atlantic is, The only thing getting me through my 30s is a cranky, agoraphobic chihuahua named Midge. Well, you might have heard throughout our podcast, I've got an agoraphobic-ish dog named Wed. That's right, Wed. That means white girl or blonde girl in Spanish. Didn't name her, just saved her. Or did she save me? I don't know. Now, you know, since the beginning of the pandemic, I got her, uh, what was it, April, May, May, I want to say, of 2020. Uh, I won't bum you out with the previous dog story. However, wet has been just fantastic in my life, my girlfriend's life. Basically, anybody she meets, she cheers up. Now... Why are millennials so obsessed? Well, a couple of reasons, I think. And in uh, this article talks about a lot of people use dogs like for like a dry run to have children. I don't know about that, if that's really the case anymore. But uh, I feel like dog roles are just like changing uh, for humans in general. I feel like they always have been. Uh, partially due to like, us breeding them for tens of thousands of years. To love us, kind of a G move by humans. However, uh, it's just becoming more and more clear that people around my age, in their 30s, who can afford taking care of a dog, living at home now, working from home, things have become even more close. Now, according to Pat Shipman, who's a paleoanthropologist who wrote a book called Our Oldest Companions, The Story of the First Dog. 
humans and dogs have been living together for about 40,000 years. Now, I know that blows some of you Christians out there's minds when you think the world's only been around for, I don't even know what the number is, 4,000 years, some stupid shit like that. But they have been domesticized for quite a while. My girl, Little Weta, she, you know, like, she's a pit bull. And people find it uh, alarming still to this day for pit bulls. I've heard people say shit like, uh, you know, like, no pit bulls allowed when they're applying to, like, live at an apartment, even though dogs are allowed. Um, in fact, the reason why we even got Weta uh, was because she was dropped off uh, because the people who had her, they were moving, could not bring her with her, or bring her with them, I should say. Uh, I don't know if it was because she was a pit bull or what the circumstances were, but it did seem weird that we got the coolest dog ever from a shelter, and she was dropped off not once, but twice. After she was dropped off from those people, a couple, uh, husband and wife, um, they had her and I guess the rule is like 30 days you get to have the dog and if it doesn't work out you can drop it back off at the shelter no questions asked so this happened to a little Weta twice but pandemic and all couldn't even go in the shelter we had them sending us videos uh, went over took her on like a 10 minute walk and she's been with us ever since uh, she was actually the dog that other uh, dogs would meet as soon as they got into the shelter because she's so friendly with every other dog. Now, funny story about this is when they wanted to bring us back into the office, uh, we were trying to figure out how we we're going to deal with it because I live in a condo, second second story, so... No backyard for the little Weta. Um, however, I was sharing an office with, uh, I won't name the company, because they gone. But um, let's just say it was a, quote, progressive type company, even though it was under my company, shared an office, and multiple people had dogs at that company like that they would bring to work. I'm talking like four or five dogs. So in my head, I'm thinking Lil Weta's obviously invited. Uh, especially because she has separation anxiety and all of that. So I asked my former manager, uh, I'm like, it's cool if I bring my dog to work, right? And this is in the parking lot where he's like walking to the other building. I'm walking back to ours. And he says, no. And I'm like, what? And this is the type of guy he was. He would just say, no, I would come up with the best deal ever. Like, as far as business, he'd say no. Five minutes later, he'd come back and tell me yes. So before he can get his ass to the building that he was walking to, I ran to my desk, emailed HR, asked if... I didn't ask. I, I did it artfully. I said, <laughs> I said, uh, hey, just want to let you know, like... Um, I was thinking about uh, having my dog over, uh, you know, to the office for a couple of days a week, um, just 
you know, because we can't leave her at the house. And she said, or he said, they said, HR, uh, that they would look into it. A couple days later, I get an email. And what does it say? Not only does little Weta not get to come to the office, however, all of those little hipsters downstairs can't bring their dogs anymore. So, instead of me being able to bring my dog to the office, nobody can bring their dog to the office. Uh-oh. But these uh, co-workers, colleagues of mine downstairs, they like to fancy themselves as some activists. So I did a little bit of like Project Mayhem, if you've seen the the movie Fight Club. And what I did was try to instigate a revolt. So what I, I would do is print out propaganda about dogs not being allowed at the office. And then I would leave those on the copier printer downstairs office as if like I just printed them out and didn't grab them yet but so that these people would go across and they would find them and get them riled up and then start doing the protesting for me this way I don't cause trouble at the at the office directly However, we might get little Weta over to the office. What I didn't know is they were selling that company and the, none of those people would be working for us anymore. So that didn't work out. But I would have to say that, and I always thought that, you know, people, you know, I mean, of course, like this, this article was saying, you know, uh, that dogs have been around for 40,000 years so I just but have seen it that I believe that you know millennials you know we like our dogs more and maybe it's quarantine maybe it's uh we don't really want to bring children into this kind of crazy world we're a little hesitant maybe we don't have the stability like uh, our parents did grandparents did at the job we were working there for 30 years but what I can say is we all love dogs. And, you know, you know who gets along with the cats? Not me, necessarily. I get along with the tiger, my coworker. But Weta, the pit bull, loves herself a cat. Now, that's a little bit of an article. A little bit of a mini episode. Ten minutes in. Wanted to get that off. Uh, maybe a little bit of tactics you know if you ever want to start a revolution in your office maybe best to get other people to do it for you you know maybe get ones that aren't going to be um, let go you know like three weeks later that probably works out better but here we are now I might just give you one more topic and we'll see where this goes Uh, 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 uh,
club guard say he throw that ass, poke it out. I ain't gay, but I let a bitch eat me out. Yeah, bad bitch, and my bitches too. Take all these niggas' money, what we fist to do. Then leave, then leave. Get that bread, get that head, then leave. Then leave, bitch, then leave. Get that bread, get that head, then leave. Peace out. Alright, people, here we go. On to segment two, we are going to talk about how the United States, Australia, and the UK swoop France in a submarine deal. That's right, that's what we did. And what happened was France was trying to sell Australia some submarines. They were running on diesel fuel, taking forever. And the United States decided, well, you know what, France, here you go. Here's some nuclear submarines. And we're bringing the UK with us because the UK is not in the EU. And uh, they want to show that they still got people in the game with them. And so we went in a security pack. We sweeped France on the deal. And now instead of them getting French, French diesel submarines, they're getting United States nuclear submarines. Not nuclear weapons, but run on nuclear power. They can go further. They can check China. The French are pissed. They pull ambassadors out of Australia, United States. Blah, blah, blah. We got the better deal. We're checking China. That's what's up. I was going to go into a little bit further, but let's just keep it brief since we ain't got the super producer. And, um, sorry, France. I'm not, not eating French toast anymore. I'm eating freedom toast. I'm not eating French fries anymore. I'm eating freedom fries. Deal with it. Mr. Goody's out. Submarines So we say